What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Questionable for Sunday, week seven. Podcast is here. As always, joined by the Kamish Connor. What's what's new in the uh, the jobless life of the con daddy? Oh, you know, uh, practicing very hard for my upcoming one-on-one basketball challenge with Hovey. Um, I've been getting some private coaching lessons. Been working on my left hand, which has been non-existent my entire life. Uh, working on some, you know, some layup lines, some free throws. I expect Mike. Do you need to do some mic and drills? I think that he's. Yeah, I've been doing some mic and drills. I also expect him to play a little dirty and to foul me a couple times. I know we're gonna have it officially sanctioned by a Washington State referee, so I'm working on my free throws as well. Working, figuring out how to play through contact a little bit. Oh, lots of contact. It should be fun. Awesome. Well, you know, basketball game, December, uh, what's the date? Uh, 11th right now. December 11th. Pay-per-view. Maybe. Pay-per-twitch. Get your tickets. Yeah. Uh, we got lots to get into today and uh, wrapping up week six and uh, get into week seven here of the fantasy football season. We're joined by two guests today. I don't know if this, I think this is the first time we've had the brothers Hazari on the podcast together. I don't know, maybe one of... One of the Hazard bros can correct me, but I believe this is the first time we've had them on together. Ben and Jordan, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Talk like, some trash this week. I like that Brothers Hazari, not the Hazari brothers. It's the Brothers Hazari. Exactly. What happened to the Bang Bros? You guys calling us Bang Bros? Where'd that I think Where'd Connor that was last year. <laughs> Thoughts, Connor? Uh, okay, sorry, no when, thoughts, you said, Connor? when you said Bang Bros, I was like, did, are you looking at my credit card statement? Um, <laughs> so I was a little taken aback there. Yeah, um, well, we might have to bring back that nickname. I think it's it's fairly fitting this year. You guys have pretty decent teams, you know. But by far the best uh, brother duo in the league. As I would say, yeah. the brothers bang. Uh, you know, Connor, whenever we have guests on, he always likes to ask like shitty questions like, oh, what'd you think of the draft? Even though it was like three months ago. So, you know, as a real journalist, capital J journal, I'm going to ask you some, you know, better questions than that. Uh, I'll start with Ben first. Uh, we're now, you know, into week seven here, six weeks through the season. Uh, what surprised you the most about, about this fantasy year, whether that's a player, a team, something that's happened, uh, what surprised you the most so far about EEIG? I got a couple things. I'd say the biggest surprise that I have is how bad Jerry's team is. Uh, you know, the last couple of years, we've just been treated to these masterclass drafts from Jerry. And, you know, coming out of the draft this year is like... Uh, I felt pretty confident that his team was subpar, and it turned out that it is. I don't know what happened. Maybe the super flex just really threw him off. I'm sure he'll bounce back. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a shocker. That was a shocker. I mean, he went with he went in with a pretty bold draft strategy. He didn't take a running back till like almost the end of the draft, right? Uh huh. So interesting strategy. And that's almost like a like a Spencer type you know, hardline strategy going into the draft, which is weird for Jerry, because I feel like usually his teams are pretty balanced, but who knows? Jerry's experience, I'm sure he'll pick it up. And, uh, you know, speaking of Superflex, Ben, you know, Connor, like, you know, right away he was making excuses for why his team was terrible. This, you know, talking about how Superflex is just so overwhelming. He couldn't, like, foresee how it would impact the draft. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10... You know, one being, you know, that's a legitimate complaint, or 10, 
uh, Connor's a pathetic loser. You know, how would you rate the patheticness of, of that excuse and that statement after the draft was over? Uh, someone else, I mean, you, you had no super flex experience going into the draft either, right? Right. Right. So, you know, for you, for you, I don't, I feel like it maybe didn't overwhelm you. You kind of, you know, foresaw how things might go and, and you were able to adjust accordingly. I mean, it was tough for sure. Uh, I guess just going into any kind of new draft without experience, like even just going into an auction draft when we changed to that format, it was tough just getting used to it. But I don't think, I mean, clearly you can see that quarterbacks are going to be more highly valued. Um, I think we're all still kind of figuring out where the values sit but i don't know it wasn't that bad interesting uh i mean <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of you know, goes to my next question just the, the changes we've made going to superflex uh you know maybe some mixed changes we've explored we've talked about a lot of changes on pods whether that's like adding new leagues into eig or other changes i'll go to you jordan first how do you feel like how do you feel about the changes we made and then maybe what could come in the future? I I love the super flex. I mean, I think it just it adds a nice a nice twist into the into the league. Not that it was getting stale or anything like that, but it's you know it's crazy just going to the the uh, free agents and seeing the top guys being like you know scrub receivers and tight ends <laughs> as opposed to all the past years. You know, the first fifteen free agents at the top would be quarterbacks. Uh, so it's it's definitely different, uh, but I, I like it. And I think it'll be really interesting to see how teams like Connor <laughs> adapt in the coming years. And, uh, you know, I think I think now they're. I, I don't know, it'll, it'll just be it'll be interesting to see see how people adjust, uh, you know, having this kind of experience. But, yeah, I really like it so far. And Ben, any like future changes you see? Anything you would like to see in the future change with the league format right now? Well, you mentioned a couple things. Uh, you mentioned like having every day of the week be like a waiver wire, and yeah. I, 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 for someone who's not online all the time, like me, I think that that's super valuable. Uh, and I think that Eric, that would go a long ways to prove. Uh, that you don't just push through changes that benefit you, which there's a strong undercurrent uh, in this league that believes that. So I think that'd be a good idea. Interesting. I'll, I'll get to that strong undercurrent uh, in a bit here. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Jerry's team. You know, maybe kind of underperforming this year as a, su- a surprise. Anybody, any anyone's team. Uh, Overperforming, like you didn't think was going to be that good, and now it's kind of maybe making a push um, for the playoffs or the championship. Uh, I'll go back to you, Ben. First, anyone's team kind of surprised you with how they've overperformed this year? Maybe not overperformed, right? Is the right word, but just how well they've done. I think my team is kind of overperformed. Uh, I don't think anyone expected Stafford to do so well. Uh, I think some of I, I got lucky on a couple of the picks. Um, Coming out of the draft, I I thought that I had a pretty middling team, like maybe 7th overall kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, I I think that I've done a little bit better than that. So it, not like massively overperforming, but I think outperforming expectations coming out of the draft. 
Yeah, honestly, I'd say probably both of your guys' team, Ben and Jordan, have maybe done a little better than I would have thought coming out of the draft. Like, I, I kind of agree with Ben. Maybe I kind of had you guys in the middle there, sixth, seventh, fifth. But now your team's looking really strong. Uh, Jordan, I don't know anyone for you. Is anyone's team you kind of I mean, surprised I think by? It, I think, Eric, it's pretty clear that your team is overperformed so far this year. Thank God someone Unde- said it. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're eighth in scoring and you're undefeated. That's insane. Fantasy pros, I was looking at the, they do a uh, a power ranking, rest of season power ranking. Your team's currently ranked ninth. Uh, so it's it's just ridiculous that you're undefeated. I don't I don't understand it. I don't like it. Yeah, I was I was talking to Spencer today. Actually, I was telling him the the right now. I think a few weeks ago, I said the league average for points scored was like one thirty five or one thirty six. So it's up now to one thirty nine. Uh, my team is averaging 134, so five points below average. And uh, my opponents are averaging 118 points per game. So Must be nice, uh, dude. Must be nice. 21 points below the league average. Uh, Connor, you know, now that I've got my big J journal questions out of the way, any of your piddly questions you want to ask to our guests here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so first I'm going to start with uh, Jordan. Um so uh, we obviously had a presidential election like a year ago. Who'd you vote for? Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth. All right. We got a Trump supporter. Um, <laughs> ben, I got a, a question for you as well. Um, now, obviously, you're a father and you have a, a son now. Um, are you happy with the name Jack or do you wish you would have gone with a different name that was possibly a second or third place now that you've got to uh, know your young child? No, he's a Jack. He came out and we're like, Dan, that's a Jack. Yep. Nice, nice. Uh, is it officially James? It. No. No, just straight no. Jack? It's straight Jack, man. So Hovey had a bar on a Friday. Straight Jack. Love it. Straight Jack, baby. <laughs> Coors Light, too. Oh, that's yeah, a dog. Sorry. That's yeah. a dog's name is Coors, so he's covered there. <laughs> All right, well, we're happy to have both of you guys on looking forward to the podcast today uh you know usually i feel like i save my rants for kind of towards the end of the podcast but uh today we're gonna get right into it and i'm gonna call some people out just for half the top because you know gotta gotta bring some spice gotta you know it's gotta sprinkle it on the podcast uh first person i'm gonna call is jerry uh ben you were on the podcast where we kind of debated superflex if you want to call it that you know, it's mostly me disproving why Superflex is better. And uh, Jerry made this bullshit argument about how uh, I'm just pushing Superflex because um, it gives me an advantage. Um, I only push changes that just give me advantages, uh, which is like the most the most pussy argument I've, I think I've ever heard. At the time, I was I, I kind of glanced over it because I was more worried about just kind of uh, talking about Superflex. So I kind of you know I. It just kind of never really crossed my mind how ridiculous his claim was. Um, so I just want to throw that out there again. Just how soft of an argument that was. Why was uh, it a soft argument? I mean, I don't need to. Ex- I don't think I need to explain. Uh, I, oh, that, that's always good when you call something an argument soft and you can't back it up with any type of logic or reason. Nice job. I Eric. mean, you know, I, no matter what the the rules of the league are, I feel like you know I've been contending for championships, you know, the whole time. Uh, before you know, we we switched to Superflex this year. The previous three years, I was in the championship. I mean, at this point, I don't think it matters what the rules are. Uh, I'm gonna be at, I'm gonna be near the top, and uh, 
I, I think that's kind of hard to debate at this point. So um, why did you feel the need to save that, <clears throat> calling that out six months later? Yeah, they dropped why it a while ago, dude. <laughs> I mean, is this, is this a continuing narrative, like you said, that, you know, it's not just Jerry who believes it. There's multiple people in the league who believe it. And it's just like, it's quite the conspiracy. you know, some people, some, some people don't. Yeah, exactly. It's like some people, some people believe uh, that I just push changes to my advantage. Uh, some people believe, you know, Trump won the election. Uh you know, those you can kind of group those people into the same category. Hey, come on, we got Jordan right here, dude. <laughs> yeah, come on. And, You're gonna uh, group me in with Jerry? Yeah, I'm gonna group <laughs> me with Jerry. And uh, during so during that podcast, I you know explained why Superflex would be good for the league. I think Ben, you kind of got on board with it at the time, and then Jerry was like, "Well, the player, the waiver pool is going to be diminished when we go to Superflex, adding the extra roster spot. Let's cut the IR slots down from two to one." Uh, which again, I think we kind of just glanced over because we we're like, all right, everyone's going to be on board with Superflex if we just cut the IR slots down to one and save the waiver pool from being diminished. When in reality, adding Superflex uh, puts more the amount of quarterbacks roster. I think Cotter mentioned it before the podcast is like 40 over 30, 40 quarterbacks are rostered compared. So it's like so many more extra roster spots that are taken up than weren't taken up last year. There's actually more receivers and running backs and tight ends in the waiver pool. Uh, basically, I'm just calling out Jerry. He's just spewing bullshit to the league. And there's a reason his team is struggling this year. It's, it's karma catching up to him for just, uh, you know, spewing these false narratives and, you know, spreading lies to the rest of the league. So, uh, Jerry, um, you're two and four. You're like, you, you nearly lost You're like one Jared Goff pass away from losing to Chris and being one and five. Um, you know, there's reason bad juju is going on your team this year. Quick question though. Uh, this is related. I swear. Um, is there any correlation with you complaining about the lack of two IR slots and the fact that you have two guys now on IR? Are those related by any chance? You know, I feel like a, a lot of teams this year have it, it been hurt by, hurt by injuries. I feel like, you know, Ben, your team, Injury Island, obviously you had a lot of injuries. You look at, I think you look across the league, I feel like a lot of the teams are banged up by injuries, and now we're getting into these huge bye weeks, a lot of teams out. The second IR spot, I feel like, would have been very valuable to a lot of people's rosters, and we kind of just got rid of it uh because of false narratives uh, fake news from jerry so again the bad juju from jerry uh, it's, it's you know there's a reason this team is struggling this year uh the next person i'm calling out here is my co-host connor um what, what? i i just want to say could, could we get a commissioner who like wakes up before uh noon or like I 1 p.m every up. day uh you know me and joe make a trade this morning and uh, I want to get it pushed through because there's roster moves I want to make after the fact. And so, you know, I text Connor, I think, like at 8 o'clock, and then it's like 1 or one thirty or something before he replies back to me. Oh, and then he's like, oh, I can't do it on my phone. I'm not going to be home till 3 o'clock. I'll do it then. You know, it's like 3.15, 3.30 comes around. I text Connor, hey, man, let me know when you push the trade through. Um I got some roster moves I want to make. And it's like 4.30. It's almost 5 o'clock. I'm like, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to text Spencer because he is the original creator of the league. He still has commish powers. So Spencer was Whoa. the one who was able to push it through for me. Not I even Connor. told you that, by the way. I said it wasn't working on my phone. You should ask Spencer. Bye. So uh, can we just get a commish who wakes up before like noon? 
Okay, yeah, can I get a quick rebuttal on that? So I was actually... I mean, you don't, you don't have a job. Like... I, I was actually awake. Uh, I Today I spent the whole day at my parents' house going through my old bedroom because they're going to be moving. So I was in Vancouver, unfortunately, looking through old stuff. Didn't have my PC on me. I tried it in the morning. It's weird, though. So I have to... It Basically, I go on the app, and then it tells me to go to the web browser, and then it was just totally blank, so I couldn't do anything... And, you know, I figured, ah, it doesn't matter. It's Eric, dude. It'll be fine. But, uh, you know, it's all good. And that segues me into my third rant, ESPN, calling them out again. This shows we need to switch to Sleeper, a terrible fantasy app. You can't push trades through on the app. It makes you go to their shithole web browser to push trades through. Also, ES- who's ESPN owned by? Disney. Disney Nazi supporters. So that's another reason why we should switch to Sleeper, get away from this terrible ESPN app. It's uh, outdated. It's not uh, player friendly. Um, switch to Sleeper uh, 2022. I'm starting the campaign, continuing the campaign. That's the end of my rants. I do want to give a quick shout out to, to T. Riston, uh, Little Bidet Squirts. Uh, he had a trade with Hovey the other day. He hit me up. He said, hey, man, can you push this trade through? And I immediately said, because I'm a great commissioner, absolutely. I went to go push it through, and there wasn't a trade there. Turns out Hovey hadn't accepted it yet. So shout out, Tristan. <laughs> shout out. Any any thoughts on any of those any of those quotes from the Hazari bros here? Are we going to talk about that trade later? Oh my god! We probably. I mean, it's like this is a great segue to talk about that trade, though. I mean, we got to get through. It's on. I know it's gotta, on the sheet. It's though. on. The, it's on the docket, oh. so we will get to it. All right, all right, we'll get uh, let's quickly let's go through week six here and everything that happened in week six. Uh, we'll quickly scan through the scoreboard here, kind of give one highlight from each of us before we dive into the the meat and bones that Ben is uh is mentioning. Uh, go through the scoreboard real quick. Connor, rough one for you this week against Curtis, one ninety three point four to eighty eight point nine. Uh, just remember, Connor picked him set against himself. Huge bitch move, if I have to say so myself. Um, just want to remind everyone of that. Uh, AMAC, new name, No Pulse, loses to Spencer, 171.2 to 105.5. Jordan ekes out the win. Uh, burned on Monday night the week before. Um, if you don't forget, that was against me. Uh, this time, he holds on against Jerry. Not quite enough from Stefan Diggs there on Monday night. Ooh, 157.3 yeah. to 155.6. At least it was exciting, uh, though, right? Yeah. Ben and Hovey, a big matchup there. Uh, I feel like everyone had Hovey, I think, in the picks on the podcast. Except for Connor. Except for Connor. Yeah, Connor uh, held true. Solidarity, baby. Maybe call it an upset there. 175.8 to 141.6. Another strong showing from Ben. Tristan keeps Chris defeated. Uh, picks up a second win of the year, 106.6 to 96.9. Chris falls to 0-6. And I beat Joe, 129.9 to 124.5 in the Erickson Bowl. Uh, I think that's at least three. I, I was 2-0 and against Joe last year, so uh, never don't forget that. Uh, Joe, you know, everyone talks to him with some fancy savant and has nothing on his little brother. Uh who, who uh, are these people who are calling Joe a fantasy savant? You know, I feel like this is, it's just like the aura that kind of, you know, from like five, 10 years ago that kind of surrounds him for like these Fugazi championships he won. Aura, is that like a World of Warcraft thing, Eric? Yeah, it's a, it's the new feature in uh, Hell Let Loose. Oh, nice. I haven't seen Yonder recently, uh, man. It's pretty good. Pretty fun game. 
I uh, got some Nuggets Nug Life renamed a segment. Nug Life, a.k.a. Notes and Nuggets. Uh, three games this week decided by 10 points or less. My game, Tristan and Chris's game, and uh, Jordan's game. And the other three decided by 30 points or more. So either really close this week or blowouts. Uh, Jordan, your quarterback, Jalen Hurts, went 12 for 16 passing, or 12 for 22 passing, excuse me, for 115 yards, one touchdown and one pick, but still finished with 26 fantasy points, two, two rushing touchdowns in the second half. I don't, I don't know how to feel about Hurts this year. He's, because what is he, like the third or fourth quarterback in points so far? He's up there. He's, he's, yeah. Every time, every time I watch the Eagles play, it's like, you know, he's getting sacked. He's airmailing wide open receivers. He's just like, he looks bad. But like, somehow yeah. he still manages he's, to put up points. So, he's not I mean, good in real life, but he somehow exactly. is good in fantasy. It's, it's yeah. one of those things. You know? If you have Hurts as your quarterback, you shouldn't watch the game. Because yes. you're just going to be like, yeah. when you played me the week before, I think entering the fourth quarter, he had two points. And then he yeah. finished with 22. He had like two rushing touchdowns. He's had two rushing touchdowns two weeks in a row. And I... Both of them have come in the second half, both times, and maybe the fourth quarter for both of them in each game. Uh, so yeah, Jalen Hurts not a great real life. Eagles also just a terrible offense. So I don't know how much that coaching has to do with it. Shout out to Miles Sanders. Yeah. Shout out. Uh, Chris, Chris, uh, close game once again. Falls less than ten points again in the game against Tristan. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders gets. Uh, he only needed a few points to beat him on Monday night, but gets it done. And uh, this week's going to be interesting because we got Bills, Vikings, Jags, Steelers, Chargers, and Cowboys all on by. I mean, you look at those teams, a lot of like heavy hitters and fantasy are on by this week. So it's going to be some interesting uh, rosters being put forward uh, in week seven. Uh, we want to give out highlights of the week. It's, it's the best in the nation award. After shout out to Jamal Adams, you know, taking picks, picks off the face uh, after claiming himself best in the nation as a safety. Shout out. I, my, I, I don't know if you like guys noticed. to a dead guy, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for, you know, putting water on the fire here. But uh, like pro football focus, like has a rank underneath the players on Sunday night. <laughs> and it's like he proclaimed himself as best in the nation. And it's like PFF rank. 66 of 88 or something like that. It was like 66 out of 68. I think it was like <laughs> okay. ba- like bottom five. It was not great. Yeah. But uh, hi- something you want, you guys want to shout out this week? I'll go with you, Connor first. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Hovi. You know, um, Hovi, as everyone knows, is like definitely not the best basketball player in the league. Probably second best, and then I'm probably the best. Uh, but obviously he called me out last week, called me a big old bitch because I didn't think my team was going to win. Uh, let's ignore the fact that my team lost by over 100 points. Uh, let's just let's ignore that. Um, you know, he was right, though. You know, I was feeling down that week. I, I lost my confidence. I lost that edge. And, you know, he did he did what every good friend does. He insulted me until I correct myself. So I will never be choosing against my own team again. Shout out, Hobie. Jordan, what do you what do you want to highlight from this week? I'm gonna shout out Tristan with the uh, with the Tanya Harding meme in the Discord. He's, <laughs> he's, he's you know he's he's in desperate need of a quarterback, so he's gotta gotta take a bat to Jimmy G's knees. I love it. <laughs> that was that was definitely a good one. That's Tristan, a Vancouver yeah. hero, by the way, Tanya Harding, one of, one of Vancouver, Washington's finest, one of the best. Uh, ben, what do you got? Uh, 
I was just appreciating Monday night. Your game versus Joe, who Joe had no chance of winning before before the week. Uh, I don't know how it was close. Oh, I actually do. It's because Eric, your team's really bad despite being six and zero. And true, and, true. <laughs> and Jordan's game with Jerry. Holy smokes, Jordan! If you would have lost two in a row at the nail biter Monday Night Football, oh man! I thought for sure really it was going to happen. Through. I don't. I don't know about. I don't know about you guys. I feel like this year, more than any other year, there's been more matchups that have been decided on the Monday night game than any any year before. I just feel like every week there's like two or three games that are coming down to that last Monday night game, and there's been a lot that have come down to like the very last drive. It's great, and the primetime games have been good too. So it's like the games are good, and you're like, oh god, who's gonna win this week? It's coming down to the wire. It's made watching football way more fun, so I like it. Sure. Yeah, you see those overtime touchdowns, Lamar to Marquise Brown. It's just like, let's get oh, your juices flowing. I cannot believe that Marquise Brown is actually good this year. Like, I can't, I honestly, it's so frustrating. I, He's one of those guys where, like, he was drafted high and just hasn't really emerged, and I just thought he would still, he would stay dormant, you know? Isn't he on your team, Eric? I believe so. I'll have to check the rosters. Now I'm going to shout out one of our guests here. I'm going to shout out the, the running back trio of, of Andrew Island, Ben's team here. Najee Harris, uh, Lenny, Lenny Fournette, and DeAndre Swift. Three guys who, you know, coming into the season, didn't have a, a ton of hype around him. Kind of on the, I'd say he got, he got great deals on all of them, cheaper-ish end for all three of those backs. Those guys have all been incredible this year, really helping Ben's team go from a team that you know he kind of saw as a mid-length team to you know being a contender. So shout out those three: Najee Harris, twenty-one point seven; uh, Lenny Fournette with the big game on Thursday, twenty-seven point seven and fifteen point two from Swift. So shouts out to the trio there. Old man Lenny's just holding it down. Uh, we haven't heard from one of our sponsors in a while. We were, we were unsure, you know, whether to be able to keep the show going. Honestly, if we didn't have our loyal sponsors. Uh, helping us out but uh we got to add this week so connor i'm gonna kick it over to you yeah you know it's you know it's been tough times out there in the real world you know uh obviously we're still you know in the midst of a pandemic uh i'm retired i have no income so it's been really nice to be supported by sponsors who can uh pay for all the beer that i drink um anyways though hey guys it's uh it's connor the mercurius here um just the other day i was walking home from papa john's I was walking through the boulevards of Portland, Oregon, letting the streetlights hit my face. The rain fell on my shoulders, weighing me down with unnecessary vigor. Thoughts and dreams of having a better fantasy team ran through my mind, a mirage amongst camels. I had to keep going. I could not stop walking because Lyft and Uber were down. I took a left, then a right, then a right, and finally a left, and I found myself staring at another Papa John's. There in the window staring back at me was the papa john's manager a 16 year old dutch boy wearing a craplop hode and a klepbroek hemmerhoven along with traditional danish wooden clogs he yelled at me papa papa i turned away i shuffled my feet and ignored the desperate cries coming from that 16 year old danish papa john's manager and at that very moment i knew i knew that i had diarrhea and the only solution 
was to run home. As I ran, my sphincter held back the tidal wave of butt waste like the Spartans at Thermopylae. I got to my building and ran up the stairs. All the time, my brownish-wet demons banged on the locked door of my butthole. Quickly, I got to my apartment, threw open the door, and disrobed my clothes. And it was in that very moment that I am so thankful to own a Badonk Bidet. Badonk Bidet was founded in Vermont, USA in 2019 and is the country's leading bidet manufacturer and distributor. With over two years of experience, Badonk Bidet combines the wisdom and a large amount of funding from the Winklevoss twins to give you the most comfortable and enjoyable anal cleaning solution. In the same amount of time as Fertile Eric lasts in bed, the Badonk Bidet can redraw the lines of your rectum in a meager 18 seconds. Using highly contested patents dating back to at least March of 2020, the Badonk Bidet will surely clean and cleanse even the most deepest poop caverns. I use my Badonk Bidet every single day, and it works so well I can't even feel my legs anymore. So, do us all here at the podcast a favor and go to www.mybadonkbidet forward slash ericdid911.com and join dozens of Americans who have also prioritized the health of their asshole. With only 12 easy payments of $1,245, you can too be an owner of your very own Badonk Bidet. So once again, go to www.mybadonkbidet forward slash ericdid911.com and get yours today. Back to you, Eric. Shouts out to our sponsors keeping the show alive. Uh, we have a, a surprise guest joining us here, Jerry. Uh, w- welcome to the show. What, what's going on? Hey, uh, not much. Just uh, a couple of cool on the pod, so I decided to hop in and thankfully got uh, caught a good portion of that ad read, so that was uh, quite a treat. Shout out to our sponsor. Uh, Jerry, actually, your name's been mentioned a couple times on the pod already. Uh, if, if you have a good weird. chance to go uh, listen, um, Eric was kind of railing into you a little bit. Eric, do you want to bring up some of those points you were mentioning earlier? Yeah, Jerry, here, I'll give you, you know, it's always nice. People feel like, you know, I, I'm too mean, but, you know, I'm, here you are. You get a chance to respond back to, to what I've said. Uh, you know, you got to call out at the beginning of the podcast because, well, one, you you spewed you were on the podcast the first podcast we did the season the pre preseason podcasts and uh talking about superflex you you brought up this kind of you know fugazi mythical point that i only push changes that uh they just benefit me um i just you know try to push them in the league because it gives me a better chance uh do you regret saying this uh the spewing these lies Uh, no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one the other point, the other uh, ridiculous thing you brought up was uh, we went from two, you, you said, okay, we should do Superflex, but we should think about going from two IR spots to one because, you know, going to Superflex is going to destroy the waiver pool. Uh, when really it did the opposite, it added more players to the waiver pool because more quarterbacks are rostered on all the teams. There's like 40 quarterbacks rostered. Uh, you know, I was, I was, everyone's facing injuries right now. Don't you feel like that second super flex, you know, could definitely be needed. Second IR slot. You mean second IR spot. Sorry. Thank you, Connor. Who's injured. Uh, George I mean, just Hill and Chris Carson. That's who's injured. 
All I'm saying is, Jerry, is that you know you spread these these ridiculous lies. There's a reason your team is struggling this year. You put bad juju on yourself before the season even started. Uh, you know, preseason pod, it, it it started bad juju. You 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 messed with the fantasy gods, you know, and they they are raining their wrath onto you. Uh, and uh, no one feels bad that your team is uh, struggling. And uh, you know that that's all I got to say. Well, thanks, Eric. That was, uh, that was very kind. Glad I joined. This was uh, quite a thrill. <laughs> Good to have you on, Jerry. Good to have you on. I wish that people at home could see Jerry's uh, video during that entire segment where Eric's trying to get all mean and angry. And Jerry's not even looking at his camera. He was yawning and not even paying attention the whole time. That was rich as hell. Because he just knows I'm right. Deep down, he just knows. He's like, can't even look in the eyes. Flummoxed even more. It's perfect. Because he knows I'm right. Uh, I don't know how you question the bad juju. Like, what? You're just messing with the fantasy gods. It's like, you know, last year with sub out Sanders, you know, I I did a favor to Chris. No matter what he says, uh, you know, I paid it forward to the fantasy gods and i was uh you know reimbursed for my for my sacrifice and with a championship and so you know when you do good to the fantasy to the league and the fantasy community you get good back you're just you know spewing negative to the to the fantasy world to the fantasy gods and you know here we are that's why you know russell wilson never missed a game now he's got that you know that mount finger and you know you just do you have any uh, suggestions on on how I can change my ways and how I can get back on the on the? Lucky I mean, at this, at this side of things? it's it's too late at this point. You you did too much damage. You know, spreading these these fake news narratives about how you know the the, the rules just tilt in my favor. I just push them on Connor, even though you know no matter what the rules are, I I you know I'm near I'm at the top. So it's, it's hard to argue against. You can't totally argue against unrelated. it. <laughs> totally unrelated. That's totally unrelated that you're six and oh. And you just push you just you know, you get you get the you get the minions of the league, you know, the little the, the bottom trolls, the, the dwellers you can call them to kind names. of just, we want names they there. just leech on to your to your argument your your narratives. Yeah, who are the trolls and, under the bridge of the and league? They pro- Eric? Who and are they those? Yeah, name names. There? You know, I'm not gonna name names. Which people you know? individually? I mean, <laughs> what? No, almost boo. half the but, league is in this Discord call. So <laughs> Jerry just stays. Jerry just pushes these narratives and stays quiet, and he has his little his little leeches, his minions. They just prop Eric, them up Eric. to the rest of the league. I made a trade. I made a trade with you. Come on. Yeah. I thought that's what you wanted, you know. I was proud of you. Thank you. But but you know, how it is. It just is what it is. It's 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 you know. It's why your season is you know is going down the drain. But you yeah, know, for, we 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 don't have to, we don't have to harp on it, Jerry. We don't have to harp on it. We can we can move on with the rest of the podcast. From what I've heard, it sounds like you have been harping on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the listeners are getting double trouble right now. I uh, I do want to note that uh, even though uh, you know Eric told Jerry that Jerry can turn around his season and that all of his misfortune this year is due to some bad juju, uh, Jerry still has about twenty more points scored than Eric so far this year. So shout out Jerry. Love it. Thanks, Kamish. Hey, fantasy defense. You know, it's been said in the past. It's true. It's true. Strongest. Uh, 
They can hang out with Tristan a lot. He loves those defenses. Exactly. Uh, Connor, uh, the the league wants to know: Are you are you continuing to lose money in your in, as you're you know sitting around doing nothing in unemployment, not pushing through trades or responding to my texts? Or are things are things up on the positive for you? Thank great segue, lovely. Yeah, so obviously the last couple of weeks, uh, my initial investment of twelve hundred dollars has not been looking great. Uh, you know, you hate to see uh, any loss of money in the market, but luckily today has been a good day. Uh, Vanguard five or S and P five hundred fund is up to four eighteen dollars and ninety seven cents. I am now officially in the green by twenty bucks. Let's go. So that's out to you. So as A Max says, scared money don't make money. It's all about that S&P 500 Vanguard fund. What up? Can't get riskier than that. Not shout out Amac because he's not listening, so I'm not going to shout. Can't shout him out. Shout out Hovi. Uh, speaking of Hovi, we have you know got a couple big trades went down over the last week, so we got to talk about those. Give our thoughts on what went down. The first one occurred, I think it was Saturday or Friday last week after we recorded the podcast. Didn't get a chance to it. This one was Hovey traded Daniel Jones and Jamal Williams to Tristan for Christian McCaffrey and Christian Kirk. Uh, Jordan, let's hear from you. What did you think of this deal? So when you look at that trade just in a vacuum with no context, I I like the McCaffrey and Kirk side better. But, you know, I I understand why Tristan made that trade. You know, he, he needs wins now. He had to do something. Um so he couldn't just sit on on McCaffrey until he comes back. So he had to had to get something for him. So you know I get it, but uh, I don't know. It seems like he maybe could have got more, but I know he he's been trying to to ship him off for quite a while. So I can't really fault him for it. And uh, for some context, this trade came after the news that McCaffrey went on IR, so right. he was out a minimum three weeks. Right. It's he, earlier he, in the he, week. He already missed a week too, right? Yep. So he missed a week and he wasn't on IR, and then they put him on yep. IR, right? So he, I think he missed, missed two weeks, okay. one or two weeks, but it's kind of sounded like he was going to be back last week, and then all of a sudden Friday came around, and they're like, just kidding, he's going on IR. So now he's out till, uh, what is it now, at least week nine. Right. And who knows after that. Obviously last year he sat out, I don't know how many games he saw last year. And then he came back and he was hurt again. Tristan had him last year. Basically, McCaffrey has not worked out for Tristan in two seasons here. And I feel like that kind of... After he heard the news of him going on IR, he is just done with McCaffrey. And he was like, I need to get I need to get something for him. And he only has one healthy... One starting quarterback, so he finally got his second one. No, actually, now he's back uh, down to one because Baker's out. But, yeah. And, yeah. That sucks. The, the the misfortune continues. Um, he, Jamal Williams also a solid running back. Um, yeah, I got I have a little yeah, bit of a take gotta, on this. Uh, I, I don't mind Jamal Williams that much. I think he's that's that's fine. But I, I it's one of those things where I feel like Daniel Jones had a really hot start, and we all kind of were waiting for him to fall down back down to earth. And obviously, he had a couple good primetime games. Get a lot of like everyone was watching those Giants games, right? And FC East is always on goddamn primetime. And he was looking pretty solid. He was getting some rushing touchdowns earlier in the season. But it just feels like uh, I think that trade would have made more sense. I would have made that trade if I had Christian McCaffrey, if, if I had also gotten back like a top 10 quarterback. I think that would have been much more 
um, even return. Daniel Jones, I think at the time he might have been like 10 or 11. Now he's down to 15 because he had a bad week. Uh, but I just don't see him finishing in the top 12 of quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like Tristan with him was, going on IR. It's kind of hard to get top yeah. 10 quarterback. I mean, unless he would have added something else. I'm to just the saying it would have been nice, you know. I and, I feel like Daniel Jones. Uh, Hobie was able to sell Daniel Jones like at the very very top. So good for him on that. But yeah, I mean. Hovey's got a solid team. He's thinking, I'm going to be in the playoffs, so I'm taking McCaffrey now at for cheap. And then in the playoffs, hopefully he's back and healthy. If that's the case, you know, Hovey's team, you know, maybe overtakes Spencer as the favorite. Um, you know, he, it's also a risk for Hovey. There's a chance uh, one of his quarterbacks get hurt, and now he only has two, he only has one, or McCaffrey doesn't play the rest of the year, and he basically got nothing for a uh, starting quarterback. So there's obviously risk involved with both guys. Um, for Hovey, there's huge upside. So you got to like his kind of end of the deal. He's potentially getting in a guy who's going to win him the league when it comes to playoff time. Yeah, the problem with Hovey's spot, though, is that, I mean, I think we all can all agree here that Spencer's already penciled in to win the whole league this year. So I'm not sure why Hovey's trying to make trades to make his team better when we all know that Spencer's going to eventually be standing at the top of the mountain. Uh, ben or Jerry, any... Any additional thoughts on, on the deal here? It just kind of sucks because Hobie's a contender and that just makes him, I, his team is going to be so good, you know, in another four weeks or whatever when McCaffrey's back. It's, it, you know, like Jordan said, I totally get why Tristan made that. And I think he hit me up like six times to ship off McCaffrey and I I couldn't do it. Um, so I get why he wanted to get rid of him. I get why he wanted to get a quarterback, but. Fuck, man. Hobie's team's going to be so good. This sucks. I just want to throw this out there. It's kind of rain on Tristan a little bit more. Uh, before, when uh, while I was negotiating the deal with Jerry, I was also you know throwing some offers out to Tristan with Dak and them as well. So just want to throw out, uh, this was before the news McCaffrey is on IR. I was under the assumption he was probably going to play last week. I offered Tristan... Uh, Dak Prescott and Daryl Henderson for McCaffrey and Henry Ruggs, which which he said was not enough. Um, so he goes from having Dak and Daryl Henderson being offered to him to now settling for uh, Daniel Jones and Jamal Williams. Which so, week was that again? This was the same week. This was earlier that week. Uh, before he went on IR? Before he went on IR. Yeah. And before, yeah, was... before I made the deal with Jerry. Right. So, uh, like, what's the takeaway there that that you make good trade offers, I don't think any of us are going to believe that. You know, according to Tristan, you know, every offer I make is horrible. It's not enough. I don't think only enough. Tristan thinks that. I mean, <laughs> you know, me and Jerry got a deal done. No, no one's ever made a deal with Jerry. And you know, I, me, I make the worst offers, but I'm able to get it done. What, what, what do you have to say to that? Again, false narratives spread by the rest of the league that I you mean, know the bottom the bottom dwellers they leech on one and, and successful trade doesn't mean that you make that you don't make one trade off one successful trade i mean how many trades have i made in the last two years i mean it's it's countless there's another one we're about to talk about it's literally countless we literally can't count them that's so many that's crazy yeah. countless trades nuts i mean you made one trade last year connor and it fucked you over so obviously you're not too good at making i made, trades, I made but... two trades last year actually but thanks how those work out for you uh, how do you think my team did, dude? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I only worry about the teams in the playoffs, but yeah, that's that's kind grow. of a, that's kind of like dirty though. Bringing up last year's team against me, come on, man, that's not fun. 
I mean, that was before I implemented the changes to just give me a clear advantage, right? So, like, I mean, I didn't even have it. I had no advantages last year. And you couldn't even make the playoffs? Like, Eric, it seems like on? you're pushing that narrative more than Jerry ever did. Is this the Eric <laughs> podcast? I swear to God. <laughs> I mean, do we want to talk about my trade? you want to talk about me some more? you want to give your thoughts on the trade I made today? Not really. really. Created trash for trash. Yeah, it's it's a like just skip over this one. Care about. Yeah, I don't really care. Let's just move That's on. Just... How was waivers? Who's Kadero Hodge? I never heard of him. He got cut already. I didn't, I didn't really want it, but Joe was cutting him, so I threw him in. So there's one more trade. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to get into it. Dawson Knox, Trey Sermon, and Marlon Mack to Joe for Jimmy G and Michael Carter. Is it weird to tra- uh, trade away your doppelganger? I would have kept on in my doppelganger if I could. But... Dawson Knox is the Curtis doppelganger. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. Mine was Josh Allen. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. But uh, you know, no one wants to talk about my team. Is that right? Anyone? Anyone want to give any thoughts? Next, 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 next. Again, I, I feel like I got the better of Joe here, just like I do every year when we match up. You know, even in trades, I get the better of him. Dude. I mean, it's kind of unreal, right? <laughs> like, how do you just let your little brother just... unreal. It's not How do you just let your little brother just walk over you in all aspects of fantasy every year? Like, imagine if this the Hazari Bowl was just Jordan winning every time. Like, would we even talk about it? I don't know, man. Joe, oh he's got that aura, God. dude. Exactly. Like, again, you know, false narratives pushed up by the rest of the league. Like, oh, Joe. Yeah, we got to get Joe on here for a response. This is Joe's is so great at fantasy. You know, he's won whatever. He likes to talk about how many championships he won. It's like, all right, dude. Like, 10 years ago. It's like, he won championships. It's like, if you won championships when, like, there was only white guys in the NBA. Would you talk about it that much? That's like the third time I've heard that line. But Joe is like, Joe just loves to bring it up how many times he won, like back when it was like the prehistoric ages. We'll move on. We've talked about Joe enough. Wow. Dallas Goddard. Waivers. It's, it's so, there's so few players on waivers, right, Jerry? You know, there's just like no one to bid on. So it's like, why do we even talk about it? But here we are. We're talking about it. Week seven waivers. Some big bids. Dallas Goddard, the highest, for $56 to Tristan. Next highest bid was Connor with 17 uh, Rashad Penny, 11 Connor, Travis Homer, Ben Ravenstee, Connor. Connor's always active in the waivers, picking up multiple go- people. I'm again. dropping Guys garbage walking. players and picking up garbage players and hoping to hit a lottery pick. Haven't made it out this year. I got to talk a little bit about waivers, though, because I feel like I'm a little bit confused uh, about waivers this past week. Um, And it actually it's a continued confusion about the league in general. I would say this is a Seattle centric league that most people in the league are likely Seahawks fans or at least watch the Seahawks play. And yet I don't understand this got brought up earlier this year as well on the pod. I think, uh, Eric, I think you might have picked up or drafted Rashad Penny. I don't know, but what's up with this Rashad Penny stuff? Do you guys Have you guys not been watching the past couple of years? The guy cannot stay healthy to save his life. I feel like, if anything, we should have been trying to go for a homer. That's why I put in a $7 bid. I thought at least someone else would have put in a bid uh, for homer. I mean, if you've watched the Seahawks, you would know. I mean, DJ Dallas is the third down running back. That's supposed to be like Travis Homer's role. He's like sometimes not the really. Third down dude, he's the back. return guy now. Travis Homer is rocking the two-minute offense. Questionable. 
Not questionable. But I mean, Alex Collins is questionable. He had a huge game, but then he got hurt. So Rashad Penny might. Rashad Penny is going to be back this week, most likely. He might be the lead back. I thought it was a good bid for Curtis. Do you think Rashad Penny's um, going to be back this week? I got a bunch of snake oil to sell you. No. Mark this point down the podcast. Well, sure, it'll be brought up next week. Hopefully, Alex Collins is healthy. Um, you know, just for, for his sake, not anyone else's. But, uh, Jerry, let's hear Honor, from you. Honor, any chance of getting that uh, snake oil brand as a sponsor? You know, honestly, I could use all forms of income um, that I can get right now, considering my lack of employment. So I'll have to make a couple phone calls and find out. That's a good tip. Jerry, let's get your thoughts. What was your favorite, best waiver wire pickup? Um, I was actually kind of hoping to get uh, Keenum for zero. He snuck him in there with two dollars um, before the news came out that uh, Baker's left arm fell off or whatever. Um, incredible yeah. bit. Ben, Ben, who do you like this week on the waivers? What tickled your fancy? You're on mute. It was just kind of a boring week. I don't know. There weren't any big bangers. I mean, there was, I guess there was that $56 bid from Tristan. Oh, and what was the, what was the second offer on that? Like 17 bucks? 17 from money. Connor. Wow, that's a big overpay. I mean, I guess you got to pay up to get your guy, but holy smokes! Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much to say. I don't. Yeah. Jordan, any any anything that stood out to you? I mean, Keenum was the the steal of the of the week. I think um, just for because of how valuable quarterbacks are, um, as much as it pains me to say. But uh, yeah, and as far as the the Goddard bid from Tristan. It definitely he paid too much, but like I said, he he's desperate for wins now. So you know you got to do what you got to do to try to get a W on the board. Yeah, agreed. As a as a league member who I'm not going to shout out, always says, "Scared money, don't make money." Connor, Connor, what'd you like this week? Uh, Travis Homer, seven bucks. You know I don't I don't know if I have a favorite pick of this week, but the worst pick of the week was Connor Travis Homer for seven dollars. Just thinking that. He's gonna be some weak winner for you. This year. Did I say he's a league winner? You're not. I even said weak. Play, I said weak. You're winner, not even gonna play winner. Case Keenum. I might not even play Travis Homer. It's you know, it's less than ten dollar bid. It's not a big deal. Uh, but you know, that's what waivers are these days. It's like you pick up people. It's like what I've learned that this year in particular, there's a lot of big splashy bids. But it seems like the real value is making those low, less than ten dollar bids on people who may or may not get more playing time in the next week or two. Um, and then those are the people that actually get all the value on waivers. So shout out to us. Yeah. You know, the guy who's, who's second string at maybe playing one down every three, you know, he's, he might make a big difference and, uh, and help you win a week. Well, at least he'll be healthy on like Rashad Penny, who's going to be, have his ass on the bench the whole game. I mean, Rashad Penny's not on my team, so, you know, I don't know why you're, you know, you're coming at me so hard. You know, I got to talk to Curtis. Am I coming at you hard? That's all you do. I mean, you're just so mean to me. I mean, it's like I can't believe we do a podcast every week. Shout out, Hovey. Uh, let's let's make some picks here. Uh, I come running out of time here, but let's quickly go some picks. Just kind of give our thoughts on each matchup. Uh, 
Connor, I'll start with you. You were Spencer. Um, you've already said you're not going to pick against yourself, but uh, uh, you got no mind. chance. I'm at... picking Spencer. This <laughs> you got no chance at this Just one. Kidding. I'm, going... Uh, I'm no. going with myself. Actually, I, I think this could be an upset game for my team. Um, I'm back to starting two quarterbacks, which you love to see. It's the Saints versus the Seahawks. Yeah, I got three starters on bye. Yeah, I have my second overall running back and my third overall wide receiver on bye. But I got a real good feeling about this game. Monday night, Seahawks versus uh, Saints. I think that Jameis is going to have a field day. Same with Kamara. I'm going to take myself. I'm going to, you know, I don't have to give any analysis. I'm going with Spencer. Jordan, who do you got? Going with Spencer as well. Sorry, Connor. It's all good. Ben? Yeah, I'm going with Spencer. I mean, his team is obviously superior, and the matchups are just juicy. You can't... Yeah, sorry, Connor. You can't pass that up. Jerry, any... any uh, you going you gonna to break the podcast waves here, or going with Spencer? No, I'm taking, I'm taking Spencer and the points. I think he wins by 20. <laughs> Oof, bold. I'm going down with the ship, baby. Our next one here, I think, is going to be our closest matchup of the week. Jordan here, our special guest, versus Curtis. Two teams, uh, even though their record may, probably doesn't show how good their teams are, I feel like these are two two teams on the rise. Uh, so this is a pretty big game. Uh, Jordan, I'll go to you. Give us give us your breakdown on this one. Uh, I don't have much of a break ba- breakdown other than that. I'm I'm gonna take it myself. I'm gonna win this one. Ben, what do you think? You going with your brother, or is Curtis going to get this one done? Is Damian Williams playing this week? Uh, TBD still. Ooh. If he doesn't play, you're pretty much hosed. No, I got Uh, plenty of guys. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Ramondre (laughs) Stevenson. Let's go, dog. Uh, I'm going to take Curtis. Uh, Yeah, I'm going with Curtis as well. This one's going to be close, but I just... I think Curtis might be the highest scoring team again this week. Uh, coming off a strong performance last week, uh, obviously Josh Wilson on or not Josh Wilson, Josh Allen on by um, doesn't help, but still a really strong lineup across the board. And Jordan, yeah, the data Damian Williams news uh, could hurt you. Gronk as well. Um, don't know if you're going to have him back. Uh, even a- Antonio Brown didn't practice today. Again today either, so some potential for some injuries to really hurt your lineup. So I'm gonna go with Curtis. Ah, it's uh, a Wednesday though. A lot of vets take the day off, you know. Connor, who are you taking in this one? You know what? Honestly, I'm, t- I'm gonna take Jordan. I'll tell you why. Uh, Rams revenge game. I think Stafford's gonna go off against the Lions, and him and Cooper Cup have been a marquee matchup so far this year. So I think that Cooper Cup's gonna have a great game. Number one overall wide receiver. Um, and unfortunately for Curtis, he is starting two tight ends. And one of those guys is Ricky Seals Jones. So I'm going to take uh, Jordan. But I do think it's going to be close. Gary, it's two to two. You have to break the tie. Who are you taking? I'm taking Chris on a Wednesday. Oof. Jordan, three to two. Edging out over Curtis. With the Love it. Going to be Let's a super go, close matchup. That's definitely the game of the week this week. So a lot of eyes going to be on that one. Uh, I'm taking on Tristan. Um, if you had asked me, I woke up this morning who I thought would win. I would have said Tristan. Um, but after the Baker news, the Keenum bid, the trade I made, uh, my lineup looking a lot stronger. So Tristan line, Tristan's lineup obviously took a big hit. So I'm going to go with myself in this one. Uh, Jerry, who do you like? 
Don't putting say my bad. I can't say Eric. Well, but I have bad ju- juju, so do I put that on Eric if I pick Eric? Ooh. Yeah, you're, you're already hexed, so if you choose Eric, does that mean that Eric will lose? Hmm. Right. Hmm. I'm going to risk it and pick Eric and hoping that passes Juju on Eric. Interesting play. Very well, well strategy. Very well backfired. We're going to have to make an asterisk in the official record keeping on that. Yep. Uh, ben, Ben, who are you liking this one? have to go Tristan. You have to lose. It's just, it has to happen. And, I, you know, it might not be this week. But I have I have to hope for it. You know, last year I, uh, the toilet bowl was Jordan versus Curtis. I lost to both of those teams in the regular season. Uh, Tristan looking like a strong toilet bowl contender this year. So could, could we see repeat history? Um, we Jordan, have, who we should institute a new rule like uh, midway through the year. You know how like if you have the most points and you're not in the playoffs, you go into the playoffs. If you have the least points in the playoffs, you should be. Relegated to the toilet bowl playoff section. That's I like that. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, Jordan, who are you taking in this in this one? God, I really, really hope Tristan can win this, but the guy, the guy starring Dante Pettis in the Superflex. Uh, I just, I can't do it. I got, I got to take Eric. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, God. you know he he picked up he spent fifty six dollars on Dallas Goddard who he was dropped by me last week because he tested positive for COVID and was out of the last game. Uh, s- still not cleared to play yet um, from the COVID tests uh, in the same same lines as Damian Williams here. So a potential that Tristan's fifty six dollar pickup uh, not in the lineup this week, which would obviously be a, a huge bummer. Hence. Um, you know, right now he has Pettis in his lineup over Jamal Williams, which I would say is a a, a bold a bold play. Um, but you know, desperate times call for desperate measures, I guess. So, um, <laughs> you know, the whole the uh, the UW hero Dante, you know, he's hoping for you know maybe a punt return touchdown or something out of uh, out of Mister Pettis. Uh, Connor, who 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 are you taking? Yeah, you know, Eric, it's just your luck. That the week where you have four starters on by, you play the guy who's playing Dante Pettis in his super flex spot. And I'm looking at his team too. He's playing Ernest Johnson. He's got Tyler Lockett, who was not catching a lot of balls from Geno Smith in that Sunday night game. Alan Robinson. But, you know, I think that in some way, uh, Eric, you are not too big to fail. And I got to put my support behind not who I think maybe has the best chance to win, but who I want to win. So I'm taking Tristan because eventually, Eric, you must be stopped. All right. Well, you know, yeah, I feel like the, I think the rest of the league's uh, rooting against me. So, you know, I will remain the bully. And we literally, it's literally uh, three to two out of the five of us. So not the rest of the league's rooting against you. Just like I mean, they're acting with their, some of our guests here are acting with oh, their brains. Oh, I, I am definitely rooting against him. <laughs> Damn. Undoubtedly, we're okay. I, I feel brain. better. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Their hearts, their hearts are with Tristan, but their brains are with me. So you got this, Tristan. Yeah, we'll see what prevails. Got it, man. Uh, go, ben, Pettis, let's go. 
Ben, you got a a nice matchup this week taking on the uh, the dormant AMAC. Um, again, not much analysis to give here. I'm going with Ben. Uh, ben, I'm assuming you're going to pick yourself here, but I'll give the floor to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to pick myself. I will just add that all it takes is a single decent game from the Raiders, and he's in it. Uh, so while it might look like a paper blowout, I don't, I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout as it looks like. I'm still choosing myself. Honor, do you, do you agree with Ben's analysis? Is this going to be close? Is Amac going to pull an upset? Is it a blowout? What do you, what do you got? Yeah, so right now, Amac, he does have two guys in his lineup who aren't playing this week, Tony Pollard and the Bills D, so his projected total and, is a little lower than it should be. And who knows if he's going to change them? I mean, let's be honest. Um, so I, uh, I, uh, I'm going to take Ben. Let's go, Ben. Jordan, you, Jordan, you going with your brother, or is there an upset? Yeah. No, I'm taking Ben too. Clean sleep, Jerry. Sleep, sleep it. Put on the board, Ben. I uh, just want to let everyone know, those of you paying attention to the score sheet, I filled in Ben for everyone before we actually confirmed that. So, uh, Jerry, shout out myself. Uh, taking on Joe this week. What what do you what are you thinking? Not a lot of good things. It's gonna be rough. I think I'm riding a four game losing streak here, and I think it's gonna be five. Going with the beta move, Connor Connor, and going uh, against himself. Eric, you've chosen yourself so many times on this podcast. Come not on. true. What do you mean not, not true? Have gone. What are you talking check the about? tapes. Check the tapes. I will check the tapes. I will. This season. Bad season for the berries. I mean, yeah, you don't even listen. Connor, you don't even listen to the podcast. Like, you can't even call yourself a loyal listener. Jerry, it sucks, though, this week, man. You got Dak out. You have Russell Wilson on IR. You got Diggs out. Uh, right now, you have Taysom Hill in your super flex. Is he going to stay there? Well, I heard he was better than uh, your guy. Mo Alley Big Cox? No, no, no. Kamara uh, oh, a few weeks ago. Oh, well, he was... He's he had all of his rushing touchdowns. He's been vulturing oh. some of these touchdowns, yeah, which has been frustrating to say the minimum. It's true. Leo Herbert on the bench for Jerry, too. Potential if if the aforementioned uh, yeah. Damien few isn't in there. A few might make some... I make a few decisions Sunday morning, or maybe, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe Drew Locke starts tomorrow. So we'll see. I gotta say, I would feel better about having Taysom Hill in my OP spot over Dante Pettis. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, I'll go to you. <laughs> Jordan, I'll go to you. Who, who are you taking in this one? I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking boners while I poo. I think uh, I think it you know it just depends on really what Derrick Henry can do. The guy's been unstoppable so far, but if he comes back down to earth a little bit, it might be close. But I'm still taking Joe. Yeah, I'm going with Joe as well. The two the the obvious advantage for Joe with Dak being on by this week uh, digs out as well. Um, 
you know, if Drew Locke, Drew Locke was a nice pickup for Jerry, just taking the chance that Teddy B is out tomorrow. Uh, maybe he gets his second quarterback there. That was a, a great move post uh, wave wire run from Jerry. Um, but yeah, just a stronger team across the board for Joe this week. I mean, Joe's team was killed by buys last week, but now he's got all his guys back. Uh, his quarterbacks have been playing better. Uh, maybe that could be his downfall as his kind of his quarterbacks kind of go back to what they were before. Maybe that gives Jerry a chance, but I'm uh, I'm going with Joe. Uh, ben, who do you like in this one? Yeah, you got to go with Joe. Uh, Derek Henry is playing the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a sh- just a shootout. He's going to be all. I mean, he's averaging 27 points. 27, dude. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be a blowout. Sorry, Jerry. And our last matchup here, Holby versus. Wait, actually, I'm, I'm breaking down in the score sheet. Did we all say Joe, including Jerry? Did Jerry choose himself? No. Okay. Oh, speaking of which, sorry, I just checked the tape looking at some of these previous Google Docs. Looks like week four. So only about two weeks ago, Eric, you played against Curtis, and you chose Curtis to win. I mean, I feel like the Google Doc is wrong all the time. Huh. I mean, who? I mean, you could have just changed the Google Doc. And you call people out for it. You literally did it two weeks ago. I mean, you could just change the Google Doc right now and just put in, you know, Curtis's name for my pick. I don't think that happened. You got to check the tapes. There you go. Keep denying. Nice. Got to check the tapes, you know. We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you breaking news. EEIG TV has obtained an exclusive soundbite, the questionable for Sunday podcast week four. Let's go ahead and listen. Hey, Mac. Our next guy, our next matchup is myself versus Curtis. Connor has us as Tall Guys United. Yeah, y'all are tall, uh, you know. Matchup of the week, apparently, according to Connor. Oh, I definitely think this is the matchup of the week. Uh, first of all, it's like the closest predictions. That you guys both have really good teams. I mean, you've been lucky in that you're 3-0 and with like an above-average team. Curtis is 1-2 and with an above-average team. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's definitely going to go down to the wire. And I think that Curtis is going to come out on top. You know, last week I picked against myself, against Jerry, and uh, you were wrong. I was wrong. I'm gonna pick against myself again this week. I'm He's going such with Curtis. A pussy. I feel like my team has. I've run good. Like the fantasy defense has been on my side. I have the least points again. Huh? So not only did Eric pick Curtis to beat him week four, but he also picked Jerry to beat him week three. Eric, you asked for the tapes and you got them. You lying beta bitch. Now back to the podcast. Our last matchup, Chris versus Hovey. Uh, again, not too much analysis on this one. I'm going with Hove. Shout out Hove. Uh, Connor, who, who's your pick? You picked Chris a lot this year. It's backfired. Uh, what are you doing here? I have picked Chris a lot this year, and he's had a couple close games. He's let me down. I'm going with Hovey. I got to get my uh, wins and losses back up. I'm sorry, Chris. I thought you could come back from this terrible start to your season. It's not looking good. I don't even know I'm talking to you because you're not even listening to this podcast. So I'm going with Hovey. Ben, who are you taking this one? I mean, Chris has every player in his lineup that's actually playing, and he's still projected less than 100. Uh, Hovey's projected 125, and his defense is on a bye. It's a... I don't even think he needs to fill that spot. I think it's going to be a massive blow. I like Chris's team, and I want him to get a win. It's just not going to be this week. Yeah. I mean, uh, both teams with one quarterback. Kirk Cousins on by for Hovey. Justin Herbert on by for Chris. 
But uh, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Herbert, Jared Cook, all on by for Chris. Uh, not not a recipe for success. Uh, Jordan, who are you taking? I'm taking Chris here in the upset. His wow. team's his team's coming in angry. You know they're upset. They're winless. They're gonna do whatever they can to to pull out the win. I don't think it matter who matters who he's playing. So Chris is getting the W this week. Barry, are you you mirroring Jordan's upset pick? Or are you uh, going with Hobie? Going with Hobie. Shout out Hobie. Shout out Hobie. I yeah. Not a lot of right. thought. Lot, not very many close matchups on paper this week. So hopefully, hopefully, things turn out closer. You know, one last question before we close out here for Jordan. Uh, the Hazari Bowl, the v- volume one of the Hazari Bowl went down, I think it was week two or week three this year. Uh, on that week's podcast, you came in hot, the strong voicemail message, um, which then kind of led to a downfall of your team. Uh, do you regret the, that message? So you were calling that a jinx on the on the following pod, but... I think the bigger jinx was that and on that same podcast, Joe was on and he picked my team in the top tier of his tiers. So <laughs> that's that was the big jinx. So not the voice the voice message had nothing to do no, with No, no, the voice message was was fine. It was uh we all know what Joe knows, right? And it's it's not much. So that was the <laughs> that was the big jinx. Love it. Those tiers those tiers were BS. He had like two bad teams. Two good teams and everyone else in the middle. It's like what? Like Joe, have I'm some balls and make, make have some real analysis here. <laughs> uh, but that's gonna do it for today's podcast. Uh, no life advice, no questions being asked of, of us, Connor. Uh, how does that make you feel? No one wants to know. I mean, we gave great advice the first time. Oh yeah, I thought it was excellent. I mean, I think that and then, yeah. I mean, and then no one wants to follow up with. I, I feel like think that our advice is so good we could transition after the season and just be a life advice podcast, you know? But I'm, once again, I'm looking for sources of income because I'm unemployed. So, Well, I still have my whole 401k balance in Digimon cards. So, so thank you. Thank oh, you for that, uh, for yep. the life advice. You hold on to those for at least a good 35 years and you'll be, you'll be set for retirement. Excellent. It's the kind of advice you guys get if you ask questions. But uh, Ben, Jordan... Thanks for coming on. Great uh, having bye, you, Jerry. Hazari Bros. And our first uh, Jerry surprise guest. Our first real, what do they call it? Like a, a crasher, podcast crasher. I love it. Uh huh. Appreciate having you guys on. Any, any final thoughts, so many of you, to the listeners out there? Still, I just want to. I just want to shout out Abby Larson before we <laughs> sign off. There it is. There it is. Ben, Ben, Jerry, any, anything from you guys? Uh, I'm just looking forward to the next episode of uh, A Widow Strange. Me too. Shout out to Curtis. Dude, how I got good some was that? How, okay, how good was that first episode? I, I was, was crying. Awesome. I had to mute myself. I was crying. So funny. The production I mean, quality yeah, was amazing. <laughs> I was ready to absolutely shit on Curtis for waiting till week six to release this thing. And uh, I'm neutralized. It was so good. It was worth the wait. It was. Way to go, Curtis. I got some inside information on this episode too. I feel like it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to keep the bar high. Whew. Can't wait, Jerry. Any any final thoughts? Uh, always a pleasure speaking with you, Eric. 
Uh, that was really fun. <laughs> I'm glad it was a great episode for you to join, Jerry. I just gotta say that. Your timing is impeccable. Thank you. Connor, the commission, a final, a final address to the league. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we got the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, we got some stuff planned in the works. Uh, hopefully uh, we coordinate um, some of the upcoming events, including the one-on-one challenge between me and Hovey on the pod. Um, so I hope that will uh, make things spicy for our lives as the weather gets colder and uh, sun sets earlier in the day, which always kind of sucks. But anyways. Get your basketball shoes ready. It I, is. I actually found a pair of old basketball shoes today at my parents' house, and they were literally white when we bought them, and they were pure yellow. It was gross. Is that where you're going to be rocking? No. Got some, Chuck ta- some Chuck Taylor. No, I got some purple hyper dunks. Go dogs, dude. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of the pod. Again, thanks to our guests for joining. It's great. It was great chatting. And listeners, we'll catch you guys again next week. See ya.